Welcome to Nothing Is OB Golf Podcast, episode number 20. That's right, it's been a while, but your boy, Nothing Is OB, is back and we're better than ever. All right, today I got a special guest for this show, Robert Powell. Now, Robert Powell wears many hats in the game of golf. He runs the VGA for the state of Texas, Veterans Golf Association. He's the director. Also, he's the president of the Eagles Golf Club, the Eagle Golf Club for USAA here in San Antonio, Texas. Also, he's the big dog for the shot link at the Valero Texas Open. All right. Now, today we're going to talk a little bit about those roles that Rob plays. Also, we're going to talk about the semifinal match. Giving you a heads up doesn't go well for me. Enjoy. Got a lot on your plate. Uh, you've been playing a lot of golf lately. I have been. Uh, a lot of tournaments, uh, wear a lot of hats. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty busy. <laughs> well, tell us just a little bit about yourself, uh, family life, uh, profession. Uh, so, uh, family life, uh, married, have three kids. Uh, I have a 22-year-old son who is uh, currently working on the PGA Tour, traveling around. He's at the uh, event. Right now, it's uh, I think it's the Wyndham. The Wyndham, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I get confused. <laughs> he keeps telling me and try to keep up to date with all the everywhere he's going. I have no clue where he's at. <laughs> well, especially right now, and I'd say like maybe in after the major championships, you're a little bit kind of some of these no name events that you're not used to or new sponsors, you know, right? So well, and, he, out too. and he doesn't go to every event, so he only goes to random events like every other event, so to speak. Um, so uh, it, it's definitely interesting. It's it's been fun. I'm so happy for him. He's uh, he started with them in the spring, and yeah, it's exciting. So uh, here in the fall, he'll have some downtime, and uh, he's taking his sticks with him as he goes and and plays when he can. But I was like, dude, just you're <laughs> surrounded by pros and golf pros that teach. I was like, you just need to drop fifty bucks here and there and just get some lessons. Just pick up some stuff along and he's the way. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. He's like, I'll be beating you by the end of the year. I was like, huh, slow your roll, dude. Well, <laughs> you're well, not gonna be there. <laughs> coming off one of your ass whoopings recently here, so he's got a ways to go. He's got a ways to go. <laughs> yeah, he's a solid. Uh, I don't know. He shoots high nineties. Mid nineties, oh. but uh, oh, okay. Well, well, you got him easy then. But he's got my he's got my swing, so he's got the power. Ah, dude, you down. got a good swing, man. So, uh, yeah. But um, and then uh, my wife and I, we've been married sixteen years. Uh, she's uh, was we met in the Air Force. Um, so she retired with me. It's a fun story. We uh, met in Turkey, got married in Turkey, but uh, we had two beautiful girls together, thirteen and ten. Um, trying to get them energized into golf. It's tough. Uh, my my thirteen year old's got my build, so she's tall, tall. and my wife is five foot. So uh -huh. my youngest has her build. Both have power swings. So Ashley, my thirteen year old, she's got that long, beautiful uh, Lexi, swing. Lexi yeah. Thompson swing and uh -huh. just crushes the ball. And of course, Jenna, my ten year old, she's uh, she's got that short, stocky power swing. Man. There's she's nothing just... right. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? That's, so, that's like my that's like my whole household. You know, you got to be short and stocky just to get through the door in my household. So I know uh, golf is a super important, uh, super important in your life. I constantly see your Instagram, your Facebook, and I always see your daughter, your old. I guess your oldest daughter caddying for you, right? Oh, that was an amazing experience too. So uh, yeah, she loves to do it. So uh, she had a true caddy experience. We were. Well, it was the web.com tour here at Briggs Ranch uh, Golf Club in March. 
and I got the opportunity to do the Pro-Am. And uh, we got her a caddy bib that was a little big, so she had to tie it around the middle, but um, was did a push cart, so she was able to just go along. And uh, when we were midway through that round, and we only got to play eight holes because of the rain, but she's like, Daddy, this is great. Can I do this all the time? I'll just do the push cart. And, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I mean, she's out here with me all the time. Uh, both of them are, but um, yeah, it was a great experience. Is she a good caddy? She, she, uh, <laughs> it depends on what you're looking for for a caddy. I, I wouldn't go to her for shot advice. But, good company, though. But right? it's great company. Um, she'll, she'll clean the golf balls and, and clean the clubs. And, uh, yeah. So she doesn't, she didn't complain too much. <laughs> uh, well, you know, well, that's good, right? It's just, can, can they just keep themselves occupied long enough to make it through the round, yes. right? I mean, well, eight holes, so. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and for her, she loves animals. Well, they both do, but, um, actually, Definitely is huge animal fan. So, like, if there's any type of wildlife off into the distance, her attention is not oh, with me. It's man. her phone is out. She's going over taking pictures, and well, it's great having the podcast and the website. I'd love any type of wildlife, and especially here at Fair Oaks, like well, when we're on the canyon, right? It's the canyons, right? Uh, I'm sorry, the black, the, black the, the oaks live oak, live oak, and okay. black Whenever we're at live oak and we're by the ponds or something, I always see like the family of ducks, and my wife's oh, yeah. like. Hey, dude, do you have like a lot of, is it a, is it a wildlife podcast or something? Because I always have to take a picture of the deer or the ducks, you know, and it just, for some reason, it's just, I, it's tranquil, you know what I mean? I just, it, I love it. It, it eases me out. Yeah, All right. Now, great. getting back right here to golf. Okay. Uh, you, you wear several roles in golf today here, especially in Texas and uh, in a bigger organization. What are some of those roles that you play uh, or what are some of those hats you wear in the game of golf? Um, so... I- Wear a few, uh, as you mentioned. So uh, starting off with the one I'm probably most passionate about would be the Veteran Golfers Association. It's a nationwide tour, but I'm the uh, Texas Assistant Director. Uh, So basically, uh, the Executive Director of Texas lives up in Dallas, and I came on, joined them last year, and uh, helped basically facilitate running events, booking events. Um, I'm a little more computer savvy, so I basically do all the the pairing and everything in the system. Uh, so that's that's been phenomenal. Very reward, rewarding getting around veterans um, and the camaraderie behind it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, I'm sure. Uh, another hat I wear is uh, I work out at USAA, and I am the president of the USAA Eagle Golf Club, which is the golf club for the employees. Um, got active in that as soon as I started with them. I found out they had a golf club. I'm like, Psh, I'm in. And then I uh, started off as the uh, communication director and uh, redesigned their website and got all that done. And then um, when we lost our president last year, they unanimously voted me in as the interim president. I missed that meeting because I was out of town. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, great, okay. And then uh, I got voted in at the end of the year for this year, and we just turned that program around as far as uh, we were doing everything in Excel. And just the scoring and trying to get everything done was a pain. That sounds tough. That sounds tough. Handicaps. And I'm like, it would take, we wouldn't get results out for weeks because of all the stuff and trying to get everything in. Yeah, trying to calculate and backlog in. It was crazy. So we actually uh, introduced 
uh, Golf Genius this year. Uh, awesome app. I love that app. It's amazing. And uh, we got we introduced the live scoring, and that was huge. Because So we uh, our handicap systems, we use Gen Handicap System through the Texas Golf Association. And um, there's a you have a, lot, a tournament management system that's part of it, which is Golf Genius, but it doesn't have the live scoring. You don't get all the extras. Well, we went with the extras, and... <laughs> Our members are loving it. They get the results immediately. I believe it. I'm sure. I'm sure you have Carrie to thank for that, right? Carrie <laughs> helped out. I man, we met so many times last year as I was getting it set up, and uh, and yeah, Carrie was phenomenal in helping me understand. I mean, Golf Genius, the folks there did a great job of training and sitting down with me. Um, but yeah, I definitely have Carrie to thank for that. He helped. Yeah, Carrie, uh, the creator of the Golf Fellowship. I, I think. I play in several different little leagues and put together little, you know, little groups and little outings. But I think Carrie's really got it together, man. He does. It's, 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 it's run like a well-oiled machine. Man, and we, uh, so we traveled last Tuesday, uh, this past Tuesday for the, uh, I went to the Austin trip, at the Blue Bonnet um, event, that nine-hole event. And uh, Carrie and I carpooled, and it was just not non-stop golf talk oh gosh night. i'm drooling right now i'm drooling i'm drooling, <laughs> being, I'm drooling being here on a course just because i can see just part of it i can see part of the course you got to play today i did it but you know what this is like you know it's a it's a big tease it's like going to a buffet and not being able to eat anything and <laughs> if you look at me i love buffets yeah um so that was good it's uh we talked a lot of admin back you know just kind of the backdrop or uh, setup you know hey how do you do this I'm like, this is what i do and and just, uh, yeah, it was great talk. And then um, another hat I wear, wearing the shirt right now, uh, with the Valero Texas Open, I'm the chair of the ShotLink Committee. So, uh, and that has been a phenomenal experience as well. So I've been in the area for five years and been part of the Valero Texas Open the entire time with the ShotLink Committee. Um, started off uh, working a hole, and opportunity presented itself to be a side manager. So I worked the back nine. Uh, for a couple of years, and then the uh, co-chair position opened up. And you know the, how it goes from there. So you're saying you're in charge. So, so I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, so it's um, it, it's been fun because again, with that uh, very family oriented, my family's out there with me. Uh, kids, so we homeschool. So my daughters are there throughout tournament week, you know, helping out, volunteering in the tent. So you can call that an educational field trip, <laughs> week long yeah, field well, trip. They'll be doing their school. They'll do school work while we're there. But I mean, when you're homeschooling, you, you don't have your same amount of hours that regular kids go through. Yeah. Because you can knock when you're focused on um, two two kids, you can knock the. Yeah, you can knock the cur- you can knock a lot, a lot of the curriculum yeah. that they do pretty quick. Out. <laughs> so they're out there because they'll get a dead. You know, you got the influx of all the volunteers coming in, and there's a couple hours of dead time, and they do their schoolwork there. And then they're motivated to get their schoolwork done, so they can jump in a cart with myself or some of the side managers that yeah. have gotten to know them, and they can go out and help out and ride the course, which is what they want to do. Um, now, but, if, um, pe- if people aren't familiar with the shot link, shot link, what that does is it gives uh, the yardages and the distances yes. from, uh, I guess, from one shot to the hole or to the pin. or Right. So every time a ball is struck uh, and comes to rest, there is either a range finder, is what, basically yeah. what it is, what we use, um, a laser getting shot on the ball. So that information is instantly, within seconds, broadcast out to the world. Um, and that's how the broadcasters know exactly how much, how far the ball went, how far the, far the player hit it, how far they have to the pin. Uh, this last year, in the last few years, actually, they've been phasing out the towers, the the the, the um, 
what do you call those things? The surveyors. It's a surveyor. Laser. Yeah, it, it does. It looks like it. You know what they would use in construction or architecture, right. right? So we phased those out, and now we have cameras on the tower. So if you're watching a PGA event, you'll see these black poles. Yeah, and tripods. Tripods, yeah. and those are cameras pre-positioned around the green that triangulates the ball precisely. And we have a couple of volunteers with um, – Microsoft Surface tablets or yeah. whatever type of tablets they're using right now. I guess they're trying out different stuff. My son's telling me about it. Um, but um, so, and they'll just mark and confirming, yes, that's where the ball is. Because the, and the cameras are only good if the ball's on the green. If it's off the green, the tablets come and play and they got to go find it. And the ball is here. <laughs> they they got to do, do a little bit more <laughs> they, work. They huh? got to walk a little bit. But, um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a great organization. Um, and it's ShotLink's not just the rangefinders, but the walking scores are part of ShotLink also. So um, they're the ones, they're holding their handheld devices. And when the player hits the ball, they have to indicate that the ball was hit. That tells everything down the way that, hey, take a look, player whatever player yeah. is selected is is hitting the ball and look for it so it's a good system now with all these roles you wear in the game of golf obviously golf is a big part of your game what got you into the game of golf or what or who what got you into the game so you know it, you hear all the stories of people kids growing up playing golf and loving golf i thought i had a very bad opinion of golf growing up i thought it was an old man sport i didn't want to do it i was a basketball player played football baseball i didn't get into golf until after i joined the air force uh I was and i was in the air force for a few years before i played so a buddy of mine i was stationed with at dias air force base and it was let's say about 97 is when i started playing and um ryan benz uh, he was a scratch golfer i had no clue we just partied together. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure what you what you what you guys serving our country did. You know, a lot of your free time. Hey, you're in Abilene, Texas. There wasn't a whole lot. Uh, to there's do. nothing to do out there. <laughs> there wasn't, I mean, we, I love Abilene, but there wasn't a lot to do as a young airman. Um, so, uh, so I picked up the game. Uh, it was right right around the time when my son was born. Um, I went out there and played and, and just fell in love right away. Uh, you know, I was. Like anybody starting off, I was not good, <laughs> but uh, but it was great. And from there, Orion found out, and he really just got me into it and helped me at least get my swing down to a manageable swing. And I played as much as I could throughout my career. Um, you know, I had two tours to Afghanistan, one to Iraq, and so I'd get my game in check, and then I'd deploy, or you know, some sort of training event would happen, and you just can't play. So. Um, by the end of when I retired, I was sitting about a 14 handicap. So what are you two? at right now? Two. Two? Dang. So, yeah, I was, when I retired, I was at 14. I played a lot of golf when I first, uh, that first year and got down to about 11. And then I went after, I went to UTSA and did the executive MBA program. And, yeah, when you're going after your master's, you can forget about. <laughs> yeah, you can forget focus about. Focus it on your I handicap. So it went up to about uh, 15, 16, um, and then after I finished in 2017, I just focused on it. So last year, I was still sitting about, uh, I think about this time, I was sitting about 11. Dang, so you improved a lot Yes. this past this year. This past year. So it, when the fall hit, I was playing really good golf, um, and I got down to about an 8, and my wife and I started talking about really focusing on, on golf and competition. And, and this year, upgraded my sticks, 
Um, really focused on my short game, and um, yeah. So yeah, when we when we played out here in our in our semifinal match that you whooped me on, uh, you were like automatic from anything like I'd say fifteen and in. Like you were just automatic. It's, like I mean, you were making rolling putts left or right. It was helping. Uh, you got, I guess you got some members roll out here too. <laughs> that, well, knowing the course does help. Um, yeah. All right. Now you remember out here at Fair Oaks, uh, you play a lot of courses all around the country, and obviously, I guess in the world with being in the Air Force. What was yeah. your favorite course? I say nation, maybe nationwide or even abroad. Wow, that is a very tough question. There's a lot of great courses out there. Or memorable, um, most memorable course that you said, hey, man, this is an awesome experience. Or I'm sure you have a lot of those awesome experiences. I'm telling you, um, the course at Ramstein Air Base in Germany, I think it's called the Woodlawn. Woodland, I can't remember the name, but it's an amazing course. I was there for training for two weeks. Uh, it was pretty easy training. It was class setting. I was done by 1 o'clock every day, <laughs> and I was on the course every day. So, But they had these tall trees and some pine straw that... I was in all the time, so I really got to work on that aspect of the game. Because again, I was in. It was that was about 15 years ago, so I was a solid 90s golfer at that point. Um, old sticks, but uh, that course, I would love to go back and tackle that course again. Now with the game you yes, have now, the game I have now, I'd love to go back and tackle that one. Um, but uh, that's probably probably the most memorable one I've experienced overseas. Uh, I spent a year and a half at Enzerlik Air Base in Turkey, and we had a nine-hole course. In fact, there was a num- another member here that uh, Hoja Lakes Golf Course is what it's called. He was like, oh, yeah, I played that course when I was there. So, wow, I'm sure that doesn't happen very <laughs> that often, That does right? not happen often, man. It was, it's a nine-hole course. You basically play, start off, play the white tees, and you drop back and play the blue tees on the back nine. But uh, you get to know that course pretty good. Um, but I would say in the States, though, traveling around, uh, Arbor Links Golf Course in Nebraska City, Nebraska, is an amazing course. It's a Dormy Network course. In fact, I played it last August um, for our Central Regional Championship. I'm going back there again in a couple weeks for the same tournament. Um, it's a Lynx course. I mean, Nebraska City is, what, it's like 45 minutes south of Omaha, nothing there. And you're driving out to this course on a dirt road. I had, like, I heard it was a great course, but I was like, <laughs> wasn't buying it. Yeah, it was kind of, I guess, kind of like a Field of Dreams type it's, of type it's of course. A hidden gem, man, and uh, it's definitely a Lynx course. The tees we played on, I think it played 5,600 yards. Wow, that's nothing. It's yeah, <laughs> you got to be accurate. Um, a driver doesn't come out all that often. Um, I don't even know if I took my driver out pretty much any time I needed a longer club. I went with a three-wood, but a lot of iron shots. Uh, I'm looking forward to hitting that course again. And uh, the best round I had out there was a 76. That's pretty good. That's was, still pretty low. That was a practice round. Oh. <laughs> That's always It always happens I, that way, right? I didn't get that on my first day. Like, first tee, it was a shotgun start. Started out on the hole seven. Windy day, rainy. little, yeah. It's pulled it left into the water, so I'm dropping on a hill as, oh, man. right off the bat. So <laughs> for first round, I had a 85. But I came back next day, shot pretty good. 
and uh, didn't make the top, but I was sitting like fourth. Now, is this in the VGA? This was part of the VGA. Yes. Now, it was. now in this organization, uh, I know you even told me when we played that because my dad is a veteran, uh, I'm eligible. What makes up the VGA besides obviously veterans like yourself? Right, so we have multiple divisions, uh, as you mentioned. So you get obviously veterans. Uh, you have a wounded veteran division, and that is to qualify for that, you've had to have uh, earned a Purple Heart or been awarded a Purple Heart. Not that you really earn it. And that's in com- obviously in, com- in combat, yes. right? Um, and then we have a family division for family members. And with the family division, realistically, um, it, it doesn't have to be immediate family. I mean, we're pretty op- open. If you've had any type of family member, grandfather you know i know one that had an uncle that was a family member and and they're like yeah come on up well, i'm gonna tell you you being mexican-american or mexicano hispanic man we got family we got cousins and primos <laughs> and primos for days man you know these family members come out the woodworks especially my family for golf you know oh. hey a cousin of a cousin will always come out for golf bring them out <laughs> i mean it's it's great so i mean we have we're 6500 members strong now um growth rate is 100 percent per year i mean last year we're sitting at 5,000 members, um, and we just keep growing. Uh, I got demographics, but I mean... What is the overall purpose of the VGA? The focus of the VGA is enhance the lives of veterans uh, and their family members, uh, sportsmanship, camaraderie, or the game of golf. Um, you know, it's... There's a lot of golf vets that, you know, struggle and they have turned to golf as a way to cope with a lot of issues they're I dealing believe it. with. Totally believe um, it. And there's so many great programs out there for, for veterans um, that are struggling with that. So, and having that camaraderie, I mean, even while you're serving, there's so many, I don't know how many tournaments I've played in, and, you know, you get, you got your, your, your superstars that are going to finish at the top, but majority of the field is just a bunch of vets having fun. And I'm, and I'm going back to my, my military days, but... Through the VGA, it's great competition. Um, you know, our national championship this year is at the Greenbrier, wow. which is in know, West Virginia. In West Virginia, and great course. Um, so that's what everybody's striving for. And we just had our qualifier at Briggs Ranch. Our uh, the Texas qualif- um, Central Region qualifier was this past Monday at Briggs Ranch Golf Club here in San Antonio. First time we've had a sub regional, basically a qualifier. Um, great competition. We had 69 players in the field and f- top 40 made it. So did you qualify? I, I was running it. So oh, okay. I was actually exempted, so, <laughs> oh, which is oh, good. So that's how you get exempted, right? I'll run the tournament. I'll, <laughs> I'll run the I got tournament. it. I got but it. But I'm telling you, cause you can't, you can't focus on your golf round. I tried, I played, I played on Monday and lesson learned from there is when I'm working those events, I need to be focused. Yeah. Cause your focus has got to be over like. Yeah, like about a hundred different things that the you know while you're it trying is. to play a game of golf. Phones blowing up, different issues because we're using a live scoring system through Golf Status, yeah, and constantly dealing with different issues along the course because I'm there. It was me and the head pro that was dealing with them, and uh, and he gave me the green light. It's like, oh, go enjoy the course. We got this. Yeah, yeah. I, there yeah, was right. a couple <laughs> of holes I had to skip and just played and and of course balancing. We did have a no show and I had to move people. Happened to be in a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to move people around right right when we we're getting ready to start. And then um, and when you're dealing with live scoring, you can't just move them and be good. You have to go in the system and change them around. And I saw you played the UT 
club yesterday. Golf right? club. The UC so, golf club yesterday. So this was our man. What an amazing course. My buddy, my buddy works for and. Uh, I've talked about them on another podcast. I went to a golf tournament in April, and it's nothing but Austin, uh, Georgetown, Round Rock guys. And I was the one lone guy from San Antonio. It was 48 guys in this tournament, but they broke us down into four groups of 12, which was freaking awesome. I thought I was just thrown into a pot of 50 guys, and I said, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to compete. Right. They had me on the lowest level, which I was like, I want to be in the next level. <laughs> but I ended up taking my level in which I said, okay, I wasn't, I'm in the perfect flight. And... Uh, he uh, runs the the beers and out the beer sales for Daryl K Royal. Oh wow! Yeah, he's he's the big dog around there. So they play the UT club constantly, and I'm just I want to go I'm back. Jealous. I want to go back. So um, so this was our VGA Texas State Championship. Right, you sound like you got you got sub qualifiers, qualifiers, so, championships. So the state championship. This, it's not a normal VGA thing, so it's yeah. kind of was unofficial. We wanted to do something for the state. Um, basically, I mean, we had this deal worked out with UT Golf Club. But we only had 40 spots. The tournament was paid for. It was sponsored. They, uh, they sponsored it. They sponsored awesome. the meal. Uh, and I worked with some uh, some clients that I, that I know in Austin, and they helped with coordinating and doing some sponsorship to cover the trophies and the goodie bags and all kinds of other stuff. And Man, so it sounds like it was too good, too good to be true. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing. So this was kind of, and other VGA states jumped on and said, man, that's awesome. So, and I got to show you this photo and I know on a podcast, uh, listeners can't view it, but that's the trophy that we ended up getting. Well, send this to me so I can put it on my website. Yeah, I'll share that. And that's, uh, so oh, that's beautiful. That's some, cri- on that's some crystal. Uh, what hole is this overlooking? So this is overlooking the 18th hole. Damn. So, and uh, and beforehand I saw him. I was like, dude, we got to go take a picture of this. And I found the right spot. Kind of <laughs> leaning down, taking the photo. But um, you're good. You're, you're good. Can I hire you? Can I hire you to do some family portraits? <laughs> don't know about all that. If it's on a golf course, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it can be. It can be. But yeah, it was a great event. Um, great. You know, I ended up being able to play that one. But again, I was dealing with some issues. But um. You know, I finished with a shot of 77. Man, the greens were tough. Like, they were very firm. Couldn't get the ball to stop. Where were they rolling at? Uh, I think I would say about 11. Oh, okay. That's 11 pretty, and a half. Um, that's pretty a lot, decent. That, that's a lot quicker than, for the most part, anything here in San Antonio. San Antonio, I think, what would you say would rival that? I'd say maybe uh, La Cantera sometimes. Sometimes they're La Cantera, sometimes they roll them. Uh, you know, I would say TPC, but... This year, they, they've been rolling kind of slow this year. Um, after the tournament or? After the the best time to play is. If you oh, want to yeah. get a feel, a good feel, if you get out there right after the tournament, yeah, greens are amazingly fast. And I love a quick quick. I like the greens quick. I don't like them. Slow. I don't. I can't stand them. I, I can't stand I, them like that. I'd rather have them that. slow. <laughs> and and actually, out here at Fair Oaks right now, they're rolling pretty quick. And then I love I them. think so, too. It's it's great. And uh, you, know, you and I played last week, and it was a little sandy on Blackjack. Um, I played Live Oak on Wednesday, Friday, Friday, and it was they're rolling amazing and then blackjack today i was just amazed how quick how well they're rolling well i think right now in san antonio i think the greens for them i'd say for the most part i haven't been to a course that the greens were have been in bad shape i'd say i had to play a match at the hyatt the other day and those were a little bit uh grainy they had just uh aerated them i guess a, a while back but I'd say probably out of even the municipal course, even out of the Alamo Trail, I'd say probably the Hyatts were in the worst shape. 
and that's because they were a resort. So I was pretty, I was pretty surprised. I, I haven't been out there this year at all. Yeah, so. it, and I, I just, I wasn't impressed. You know, I mean, you know, having that resort at the end, you would think top notch. I've never got that feel from Hyatt. Now I love the track. I, I yeah, love yeah, the oh, yeah. course there. Oh yeah, the design, the, the the shape. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm glad that you can go on to golf now and not have to pay resort prices. Oh for, yeah, it's for awesome. That course. Um, That's what we so. did. That, now you say that. That's exactly what we did. <laughs> so golf now is great, very friendly with the Hyatt. So, uh, but the, it's a it's a fun track. And uh, that's that's unfortunate that they're like that. Now, here in town, uh, you played a lot of courses. What is your favorite golf course here in town? So, uh, now, uh, being a member, <laughs> Fair Oaks is, is up there. Uh, but oddly, oddly enough, um, I got to play a lot of Briggs Ranch last weekend. And that, like, pole vaulted to the top. That is my favorite course in town. Uh, what kind of shape is it in? It's it's in great shape. Now you got bent grass greens in this heat in Texas in San Antonio, Texas heat. So you got some bare spots around the edges, but they roll so true. Um, so I mean, even through that, I actually putted through a bare spot and didn't have any issues with it. Um, but they're getting ready to shut the course down mid August, redo it, and talking. I met several members out there. Um, my first round out there was on fr- last Friday. Uh, played late in the afternoon. Went back to the tip, so I, I had to play it at seventy-two forty-seven. Is, is it? Oh my gosh! It's brutal. It was great. I shot a seventy-five, so that, I wasn't that upset. is a hell of a dev and score, it was dude. <laughs> first time experiencing the the course. Um, there's you definitely need some course knowledge. Now it, it did help that when I played the pro am, I got I was fortunate enough to get one. You got the, the book. You I got, got the, the oh, I got man. the the web.com now corn ferry tour, but I got that yardage book, that really good one, and it helps. A lot. <laughs> I believe it. That's what I always said when, whenever I'd worked the TPC, whenever I'd worked the Valero Open, you get the books and, you know, it has the course and the setup and, you know, those normally you have to pay for those. Like oh, yeah. you have to pay for those. And I was like, why am I throwing all these damn things away? I'm telling you, and you, and it's not even, I mean, the books that you normally buy at the course are not the same. Yeah. They're not detailed. As they're the not books. as detailed as the books that the players are getting. And you get your hands on that. That's gold. You just... I got a stack just yeah, I, collecting I, it. Yeah, I started these past couple of years covering the Valero Open. I, I said, you know what? I need, to, I need to keep these. My wife's like, do you really need these? You have so many. Yes, I yes, need all yes, of them. Yes, because a tournament will come in, and if I got the book, it's it's in my pocket, even though you you have great apps on the phone. Um, but, yeah, so I now I haven't played Cordillera. I heard that's really, really that's nice a course. Really, it's a really nice course. I've been out there before. I haven't played it. But it's a it's a private course, you know. Right. But uh, that's Jimmy Walker's course. Oh, yeah. That's where he, they everyone normally says that you could find him out there, pitching or putting around. Yeah, he lives out there. And then um, and I would have to, had to have, add this one up in Fredericksburg Boot Ranch. No, I was gonna say don't say Boot Ranch. Boot Ranch is amazing. I got to play it a few months ago with a friend up there, and uh, I'm trying to get that one on the list. For next year for VGA. Okay. You get it on the list. I'm definitely playing whatever <laughs> section it is. Um, go-to club. Man, again, tough one. But um, I would have to say my 54-degree PM grind. Uh, if I'm inside, when do I bring that out? It's kind of adjusting a little bit. Let's say inside 90 yards. Um Great feel for it. Love the spin. You can just work it around. But you're the, pretty solid with that club against me. Definitely, you, you're you're on the money. 
If I can get my approach shot to 60 yards, that is my most comfortable shot. You know, you just, you got it in it's the bag. It's money. <laughs> it's money. I, I'm usually tapping in from there. So, um, but that, that'd be my go-to club. All right. Uh, best golf memory or most, something most memorable? Um, I'd have to say um, before my dad passed in 02, I got to play with him. Uh, he didn't play a whole lot, but he, he, uh, he was on the course with me. That's probably the, my best memory. Oh, damn, dude. You, you're going to make the, you're going to make the waterworks come out now, man. <laughs> it's, it was tough, but uh, I wish we could have played more, but, um, but yeah. So, because uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time with him after I started playing. And he played, I guess, when he was younger. We never talked about it, but was, he was in, and it's like, let's go. So, that was, uh, that'd be it. Well, I'm going to tell you, this is why I started the podcast. It's because of my dad. Oh, awesome. Uh, we didn't have the best relationship for the first 18 years growing up. Uh, these past five or six years have been freaking awesome. And the game of golf has been the bridge. It's been our barrier. You know, oh, that's great. It's it's brought us together and we always talk golf and so i for me i think starting this podcast was a way to stay close to him when i'm not near oh that's great and so and i i love the game you know and just you oh, saying yeah. that i'm like i was like damn well, i should have got some tissues i said got something <laughs> man but that, that's yeah. great that's great to hear i'd love to hear that about memory yep. uh, man you know you wish you could play one more round right oh man i'd give anything for it but it, um so uh I do have my father-in-law, uh, actually, uh, my stepdad and my, my stepdad-in-law, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Stepfather-in-law. They both, they both play as much as they can. Uh, in fact, a couple years ago, I got my, uh, Lenny, my stepdad, um, well, my wife's stepdad. Again, I just refer to him as my stepdad. <laughs> I got him back in the game of golf. So um, I, was, I spent a couple weeks up in Washington this past year, or last month, um, and got to play with him several times so that was fun you learn a lot with being with somebody you know can you stand him for about four or five hours or do <laughs> yeah. you want to get no, off the course easy. as soon as possible man i'm easy going on the course man uh so i mean it's yeah I'm, yeah you're pretty easy you always bring a stack of cigars you got oh, your yeah. birdie juice out there yeah uh, what's your cigar of choice uh, my cigar of choice is the perdomo 20th anniversary edition in connecticut uh, gosh i love church that. hill cut uh, that, that is cigar. my go-to golf cigar. Uh, I, I buy them by the box, and because you know, and again, I, I'm a two cigar guy on the course. I, I fire up about the third hole; it'll last me most of the front nine, and then uh, and then again on hole. I know, man. 12. I was like, dang. I was like, this guy's serious over here. I was like, this. You must really love that nicotine. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, but. I generally only smoke oh, cigars the course. on the yeah, course. Yeah, same here. But I've been playing a lot of golf. So. <laughs> you've, been smoking, you've been smoking a lot. <laughs> it's getting expensive. All right, best golf shot that you can remember. Best Actually, golf shot. And, and that's one I remember. It's got to be my recent play when I was up in Washington State. Um, and again, like last month I was up there. Uh, my wife's grandmother passed. So... We went up there. I brought my sticks with me. My Sorry wife for your loss. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, my wife and daughters are still up there helping my mom, my mother-in-law, because it was her mom, uh, basically helping around the house, being a distraction. But uh, I hit a great drive, and it just bounced left. And I got stuck behind this tree. And uh, I was tucked good. So I took out, what was it? It was a four iron, because I had to keep it low to get under the branch, and just drew it perfectly. And... 
around the tree and around a sand trap. And it just curved in, left it about three feet from the hole, saved and made my birdie. I was like, was amazed exactly how I drew it up. Basically, if you ever watch, when does the, that happen? When does it that? Does, <laughs> it, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> it's uh, it just reminded me of uh, what was that? Uh, Seven Days in Utopia. You ever uh, watch that movie? Yes. A lot of the golf movies I watched, and I'm just to myself. I'm like, why am I watching this movie? And then. You know, I like how we had they have to play the he plays the hickory sticks, you know, and yeah. he plays in that course and it's just that, that my son and I watched that movie a lot. That was one of our favorite movies to watch together. And here we are, we've been in San Antonio for five years, Utopia's a short drive away. And see, and see, and see <laughs> they have the Valero, the Valero Texas Open in there. I was like, but what course is that? That's that's not... That was Briggs Ranch. Was it? Yes. Oh, my God. I, I and I didn't to know that. what course that was. I didn't know that until someone told me this past week. Now, I never verified it, so that's only hearsay. Yeah. So Don't but, quote you. Don't quote you. But, uh, I am going to quote you. <laughs> yeah. So, But I, he said it was Briggs Ranch. It was for, filmed out there. Because I'm looking, I was like, hey, that's not... That, that's, I was like, this that's one not, hole, right? That's not TPC. I was like, what hole is that? I don't remember that damn sign. But like, now I want to go back and watch that movie and, and see if I can select, identify can which it hole out. it yeah. is. So, but yeah, that'd be, that'd be phenomenal. All right. Now, uh, lastly, the Valero Texas Open. And I know you play a big role. Uh, you run the shot length. You're in charge of that. Can you tell me, why do a lot of people in the golf world or the golf game... Why do they always dog that tournament? Can you tell me why? Um, we don't get we, it. Doesn't get the respect that I think it. I think it deserves. I, I think uh, I agree that it doesn't. Uh, it's definitely a long course, um, but I think the timing of it, it. I mean, you know, it's great that we're the week before the Masters. We're going to get a lot of folks coming out preparing for that. But you get your big names. Tiger Woods will never come to oh, the no. event because he he's, he's, he's in Georgia yeah. the week before the – I mean, yeah, he doesn't prepping. play. He doesn't play anywhere uh, the week before the Masters. So that, that affects – that's going to affect some of the talent coming in. Um, other than that, I mean, they've been building. Uh, the, the company that runs it – I can't remember the name. I should. But um, they've been doing a lot to just try to keep and build it up. Uh, we've We've – I don't know where we stand, but when after the VTO, we were at the top with most money raised for charity. I believe it. Yeah, the birdies for the birdies for charities. I think it was like fifteen million this year. It was. It was. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of big money. And it's um and they do such a great job at, at raising the money for charities. And and that's to me. And this is off topic, but I didn't realize how big the golf tournaments are set up to just it, they're charity fundraisers. Raisers is. A lot, most of them. A lot of them are fundraisers, but they're also some tax write-offs too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, I, quite honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I know when uh, at, when it was at La Cantera, uh talking to some folks that are really good friends and 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 with some tour players, they hated walking. That, La Cantera. I, I I couldn't walk. I I've couldn't walk it. that. I've walked it a couple times. Oh my gosh. And. Dude, I was worn. You had to be gassed. There's so, <laughs> there's so many there's so many depths, elevations. Oh my goodness! Uh, but I think from what I heard from some people is that I guess there's a lot there's some blind shots, and I guess for these guys when they push when they push it back to those tips, uh, I don't think anybody really likes the blind drives. You know? No, I 
I don't mind it at Palmer because I've played it enough to be really comfortable with it, which is going to help for the championship. Oh, coming man, up. you jerk. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, so uh, I couldn't tell you, tell you why they get gets a bad rap. TPC is a phenomenal course. I, I think it is, and I think it, I think it's challenging. I, I think oh, I think it's challenging. Very challenging. I'm, I'm sure you know, and. That's one of the things why I started doing this podcast because I just don't like how people. I listen to a lot of golf podcasts. I, I watch Golf Central all the time, Golf Channel, and you know what? They really dog a lot of the tournament. A lot of people in the media they don't give uh, San Antonio and Valero Open the props that I think it deserves. I, I was at the WGC covering the WGC this year. A smaller, mind you, smaller tournament. You know, smaller amount of uh, golfers, and obviously it's the, the top golfers in the world. But I just think that. Our hospitality, I, I, it feels like our people, they do a lot to really kind of bring the people back and get the they people do. back in the seats the next day or back in the crowd the next day. And they're always battling Fiesta. Oh, gosh. I'm not a native of San Antonio, just like you. I'm not a native of San Antonio, but you know what? When I came here and I finally had a career and I could afford going to Fiesta, do you understand? Like, we take days off. For Fiesta, yes. you know, kids, <laughs> our kids don't go to school the next day because we're at Market Square, we're at La Vita, we're partying, yep. and Fiesta is it's huge, and I really, really like when they do not set it up next to each other. Right. It's, yeah, when it comes, now, as a, going back to my other hats, I don't schedule a whole lot of tournaments in, in April. Oh, yeah, you, you can't. You, it's you too can't. busy in San Antonio. You yeah, it's too, it's too busy in San Antonio, and then plus you got the Masters, you know, so. Yeah. Okay, now tell me some of the upcoming events you have either for USAA, VTO, uh, or the VGA coming up. So, um, events coming up, we have realistically the next big event coming up is going to be the, the, the Golf Fellowship, which mm -hmm. we both play in. It's going to be the championship out at La Quintero on the 16th and 17th. I got a rematch with you. I got a rematch with you. Man, we get to knock it out before that event, so we don't have to worry about match play during that championship. No, we need to, man. We're running out of time, but. Yeah. Okay, we'll get we'll get that okay. right here at the All end. Right. Um, other than that, that same weekend, the VGA is doing our our annual two man scramble up in. Uh, we got the the Texas Rangers Golf Club that just opened up. I heard it's gorgeous. Everybody I've talked to has said, "Oh it's, gosh, it's immaculate. It's great." And of course, it's a it's a new course, so it's going to take you know probably a couple of years of good rain just to really dig it in. But they're loving it right now. So that event's coming up. Um, right after that, we got. Uh, the VGA Central Regional Championship that I was just talking about at uh, Arbor Links Golf Course in Nebraska City. Um, top qualifiers there are going to the Greenbrier. And that's on August 26th and 27th. Is that your goal, to get to the Greenbrier? Yes. Yeah, that's that's the – everything that I'm doing for the TG, the Golf Fellowship. I mean, that's the Golf Fellowship's where I actually get my competition in. I am on the Golf Channel Amateur Tour, but their events are just – you know, they're all over the they're, they're all, all over, over the place. place and they and they just conflict with my VGA or USAA. Those take precedence. So that's the end game. That's the end game for this golf season is to, is the to get bar. to get to the green bar. Yes it is. Now what do you think your chances are? I'm playing really good right now. So I, I, <laughs> I'm hoping uh now I'm gonna be in the A flight, so I'm going up against some pretty strong players. Um so Yeah, some pretty good like well, I guess one, two, three handicap or Yes. So A flight in the VGA is scratched to four point nine. So um and when you're playing with that you gotta shoot par or better to be competitive to be at the top of the board. So um you know it's it is what it is. So it's luckily my game feels really good. Um, 
Yeah, you, you could work on my putter a little look, bit better. You look solid, though, man. I'd say um, compared to when I first played with you last season. Yeah. I was like, this year, I was like, damn, man. I was like, you're, you're solid, dude. Your, your game is looking sharp right now. But and I tried uh, to drill all over you, no, but I appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> so, right after that, uh, we have the last regular season event for USAA Eagle Golf Club at uh, Valor Creek. Good course. I love Valor Creek. That's on man. the 31st of August. And then our championship is at La Cantera. Same thing, two day. Uh, it's middle of September, like 15th, 16th, whatever that weekend is. That, that's not bad. That's a, actually a good time to play some damn golf. You yeah. know, the weather's cool, hopefully cooling a little bit by then. Now, for the, for USAA, what I guess what kind of courses do y'all play in town? I know you said Valor Creek, and you know what? My wife and I almost bought a lot out there. Really? That's how much I love. I fell in love with the course. I I need to go play it more. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I tend to only go out there when I have a tournament. Um, but so courses we played with Eagle Golf Club this year is TPC. We got to play the I think it was Canyons. Uh, this year, but um, the Bandit, we, Kissing Tree, mm-hmm. over in San Marcos just yeah. opened up. Great course. Is it, I, is it I, nice? I don't know. I had to miss that event. <laughs> but well, I played, all I, my players I, I loved it. I played Plum Creek where uh, Texas State has their practice facilities, and um, I'm a proud, you know, proud roadrunner, so I, I was ready to take a piss on their clubhouse, you know? <laughs> you know, and then I thought to myself, hold on, I'm a teacher. I can't do this kind of, these kind of things any, anymore. It's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's frowned, frowned upon, upon, right? And quite honestly, I'm actually having to pull up the Eagle Golf Club schedule because I will confuse the two. Um, so we played Bandit. Um, we, we played Cedar Creek. Um, so we do get some of the local. The trail in. The trail in. Uh, we played out here at Fair Oaks Golf Club of Texas, Brack, Brackenridge. Uh, we played out at OMP Hills. We go up to Comanche Trace. Comanche Trace is always on the on the schedule every year. How is that course? Because I was there in Kerrville yesterday. So I played it a couple times uh, in June, and it's great. I mean, I don't think I've ever been out to Comanche Trace where it was just a bad round, bad round to play. The wind's always a factor. Yeah, there in the hill country. Um, in the hill country, and um, so it the greens were rolling great. Um, nothing negative to say. We played. Uh, I don't remember. I don't even remember which nines we played out there. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they have they have three nine holes, right? Yeah, they have three they nine courses. Um, so I mean, I, we played Hyatt Hill Country. While I was in UT, uh, UT Golf Club yesterday, we had an event out at Hyatt Hill Country. Um, don't have a whole lot of feedback from that one. Well, let, let me ask you right here. This is, we're going. We're finishing up right here. Uh, every every episode, I have a I have a section called Beyond the Stakes. It's just a little topic to where. I just kind of really want you not to hold back. Okay. All right. What are your thoughts on people that you play with that are slow play? And the reason why I bring this up is because I played the other day. I played uh, two weeks ago with one of my good friends, Odie, and he said, damn, already? You're putted already? And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, dude, you took forever. He said, I timed you. You took two minutes and 10 seconds. And I said, are you being serious? And I'm like, Damn, I said, I thought I'd take a long time, but ah, what are your thoughts on, I guess, having so a I've partner So I've played with you, and I didn't yeah, but take you know, away. We're, we're ta- we, we were, were taking- in competition, and I didn't feel that you were taking an excessive amount of time. Now, I've played with some golfers. Now, I've, for fun, we, I remember one particular golfer. We actually, I was playing with Devin Brown. Because uh, you know what, he's he's coming up on the show. He is coming up on the Devin show. Devin is, yeah, dude. Devin he's is. a blast. So Devin's like the first person I met in San Antonio, 
I had no clue who he was. And we had played our second tournament together on the Golf Channel Amateur Tour. And I'm <laughs> playing with him. We're, we're sitting up on the green. I look up at him because he's much taller oh, yeah, than me. Freaking huge. I was like, so, Devin, what do you do, man? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know? I had no clue yet who uh, he was. No one told me. Well, we're at, UTA, we're at UTSA at the same time. Like, we're, we're, we're about the same age. I think I'm either a year older or vice versa. We were there. We, we were freshmen at the same time at UTSA. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we were uh, – <laughs> So he's like, yeah, I'm a retired basketball player. I'm like, well, if you're retired, obviously you're pretty good. <laughs> so, and then he shared, you know, he told yeah. me who he was basically. And I was like, oh, cool. But I mean, you know, we played golf several times since then. Um, but anyway, so you're saying he's slow? No, he's not <laughs> slow. But he, he and I, we were riding, he came out with me to one of, uh, never mind, I don't even want to go into details where we were and what group we were with. Um, but he came out with me, and one of the times there was an other member in the group that was taking forever. And we actually timed it. It was taking, on average, 47 seconds from the time he stood over the ball to swing every shot. Yeah. And, and sometimes it took him 57 seconds. And I think the, the if you're on the clock, it's 45 seconds. It's, That's a long time. That to, is a long. To take, if you're standing over the ball to take a shot. It's a long shot routine. Yeah. <laughs> a long shot routine. And I remember one time he was like 30 seconds into his routine and I made a noise in the cart. He stopped. I was like. <laughs> I want to say exactly what Devin said. But he was like, "Great, he's going to start over, basically." So, but he didn't. Anyway, um, when it comes to slow play, um, I try to, especially running events, I try to give pointers of how we can speed the pace up, and it's irritating, but it's part of the game, and you, you just got to work through it. Uh, especially when you're in competition and you're dealing with slow players either in your group or in front of you. Um, now, my military side comes out a little bit. I can get heated. You know, I spent some time as a first sergeant, and I, I get fired up pretty quick. But, um, but yeah, so it's um, – you can, you can see how Brooks, how Brooks got super upset at <laughs> J.B. Holmes because, you know what? Yeah. When, especially when you're trying to get in a rhythm, it does. It kind of – It affects. It, it affects how you're playing, you know, and you hate to say somebody else's game affects you, but – I but think it does. You can – it's easy to allow it to affect you mentally because golf is – I mean, having the physical aspects down and, and the swing down um, is one thing, but it's mostly mental. And it's a lot of mental part of it. And if you can't get your, your mindset and get that rhythm, you've got to get back to it somehow. And it's hard. You, know, you get frustrated, your adrenaline starts pumping a little bit, and that just – you don't want to be over-energized when you're hitting your shot. So would you would you tell somebody in your foursome or in your group, hey, come on, man, let's go, or pick it up a little bit? Or would you just uh, make some hints without? <laughs> I, I would start with hints, try to be tactful about it. Yeah. Saying, hey, uh, you know, and I'll identify, again, same thing when I'm talking to my players. It's like, hey, you don't have to wait to put your glove on to take, you yeah. know, to, to get your range. You should be ready to go at your ball or if, as long as you yeah. can safely go to your mm -hmm. ball. That way, when the other person hits, you're ready. You shouldn't be starting all that process when you get to your ball. You should already know. Like, I'll walk up while someone's getting ready, shoot, see where I, what my distance is, go back, grab, and I'm ready to go. Um, so I want to be mindful of that. I don't want to wait too long. But I will – so my answer is it, it depends. Uh, <laughs> it depends. It depends. I mean, I'll start tactfully, but – you know, and and I'll and I'm watching if we're falling behind. Like, hey, 
guys, we're we're falling behind a little. Yeah, little, yeah, we, got, we need to pick up the pace. You're, you're you shots know, behind. if we're a full hole behind, I'm saying something. I was like, hey, guys, we, collectively, we got to bring up the pace because uh, we're 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 running behind. Well, I'm gonna tell you, my buddy Odie, he he brought it to my attention. After he brought that to my attention, I said, crap, I have to look at my game. And I said, uh, my other buddy Joe at the, at the April tournament in Vegas, he said. I'm going to put you with this one guy, and you know what? He's going to push you. And I'm just like, so what are you trying to say, guy? Just say it. Like, like just say it, man. <laughs> I All think right. he did. Yeah, no, he, no, he said it. All right, well, I'm looking forward, Robert, to, to playing, to getting um, our next match in. Uh, I thought you, man, you have a great stroke. You got a great swing. And I, I fell apart when we played here. I fell apart. I had a couple of rough drives, and... Uh, I don't know, but I, I'm going to tell you, my motivation was to get back to play you. That was my motivation. It'll be fun. Motivation. It'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know you've got some traveling happen. Hopefully we can I'm, – I'm hoping we can get it in before the championships. Yeah, me too. The, I'm hoping we can get it in before the championships. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Looking hey, forward well, to it. Well, I, I appreciate the time. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, I'm looking forward to putting this out. You know, I appreciate what you do. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you working with the veterans – it, you know, my dad being a veteran, man, y'all guys hold a, a special place in my heart. And I know this game helps out so many people. And as long as it frustrates a lot of people, you know, I'm frustrated with it right <laughs> now myself. But um, yeah. I've, all I ask is if you could just, uh, once I send you the link to this, help me push it out on your end, you know, to your channels. You got it. And, uh, man, looking forward to seeing you on the course. Perfect. Sounds good. Just to give you an update on... The match between Robert and I, the semifinal match, I ended up winning at Canyon Springs Golf Course here in San Antonio. And then I was able to take the victory at La Cantera Resort Course, San Antonio. Uh, great course. Awesome round. Uh, I thought it was an epic battle between Robert and I. But uh, I will update that in a couple of future podcasts. Just want to close this one out. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to try my best to continue this. Do it every two weeks. i got a great one next podcast with the head coach from Women's UTSA Golf, Summer Batista. So make sure you follow along. If you got any questions, want us to talk to somebody around town in this awesome game of golf, please hit me up. I am on Facebook, Andy Torres on Facebook, or you can follow us on the golf group. Nothing is OB. South Texas Golf Podcast, or I'm on Instagram. Hit me up. Nothing is OB. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.